0: Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. Proudly hosted by me, Chris Little. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to episode 20 of the Lifestyle Chase with Chelsea Jensen. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How's your day unfolded today?
1: It's been an interesting day. It's actually cool because this is such a long Christmas break. And so I have almost two, three weeks off and that is very, very rare, but I'm taking full advantage of it.
0: So what do you do when you get time off?
1: Um, Well, I I don't work so much at the radio station. So right now I'm having a break from radio, but I'm still working Oilers games or I have a, like a photo shoot on, on Saturday. So it never really stops. It just kind of changes or I have hockey practices to go help coach
0: but it's it's enjoyable kind of stuff oh extremely that's awesome if you had to do something sort of like to reset to refresh to fill your cup what would it be
1: first of all i would take a nap sometimes sleep can be a very minimal thing in my life so as soon as i have that stretch like today i woke up at noon and i don't even feel bad about it Nice. but that is not a normal thing yeah it's like my dad always jokes with me that I go, go, like, I'm, like, running, 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 and then as soon as I have a day off, it's just, like, my whole life comes to a halt, and he's, like, you can't keep doing that. Like, yeah. He's just, like, run, 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 stop. Run, 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 stop.
0: <laughs> have you ever had a time where you felt like you were burnt out?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Actually, it would have been this past summer. Holy crap. Uh, well, I had just taken on this new role with uh, Chorus, and so I was, I was just kind of getting into the groove of everything, and... I just, I have a very high standard that I try to keep all of my work at. And so trying to do that while also doing all these other things, I learned how to manage it now, but when it was very fresh and we had concerts and festivals happening, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to figure this out. I need to go to bed.
0: So let's paint a picture to our listeners about the busiest day you've ever had. Take okay. us from start to finish. What time? What did you do? What busiest day oh well i don't
1: know <laughs> honestly i probably couldn't even tell you what I ate because if you ask me i don't probably don't even remember what i had for dinner even last night that's fair um okay so maybe the busiest day i've had would be um well actually not necessarily the busiest day but the busy days during my week would be when i have oilers games and i have to work radio at the same time um so typically what happens if it all works out sometimes i'll try to get into work because i typically start work at nine and end at five um, but when it's Oilers games, if I'm allowed to come in at 9 still rather than just leaving early. So sometimes I'll try to come in at like 8.30, 8. And then I'm leaving work, uh, the radio station at about 3.30. Driving about a half an hour from the radio station, which is in southern, or southern, uh, south Edmonton, all the way to Rogers Place. And then I'm working there from uh, pretty much like like I get there and i put all my makeup on. (laughs) Uh, So five and then till about 10 and then I have to drive all the way to Fort Saskatchewan where I live. So that's a normal, I have at least one of those a week.
0: That's wild. So like how long would that day be? Like when do you, when do you wake up for a day like that?
1: Well, like just working, that'd be like 13 hours, 13, 14 hours. Yeah. But it's like is going to an Oilers game really? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not terribly mad that I get to go yeah, be on well, the ice.
0: <laughs> like, most games I've gone to, I can usually spot you, and it looks like no way. At a good time, so...
1: I'm all, I gotta always have my big cheese grain on it. People make fun of me, but I'm like... Well, like, f- make fun of me as in, like, oh, look, there you are again with your big smile. Well, like, it's,
0: it's easy to spot <laughs> I've seen you have, like, a routine, a regimen for your teeth. Like, oh, yeah. Look, how do they get so weight?
1: Oh, okay, well... Well, first of all, I had three years of, de- uh, was it braces? That was off. grade yeah. Seven to nine. Yeah. Um, and then after that, my, de- my uh, uncle, he's actually a dentist. So then he gave me this, um, it's like a dentist grade, like the, the little trays that go in your mouth. And then you fill it with gel. But I really only do that once a year. And honestly, I lost the top tray. So I haven't been doing it for a while. Um, but I use Crest 3D white, I do not work for Crest, but I use Crest 3D white, uh, glamorous white toothpaste and yeah. then the matching, uh, mouthwash. Yeah. I do not endorse Crest, but I do. Well,
0: I mean, I you, might, you might, you uh, might, get a brand ambassador spot for them at one point. I feel like
1: I already do that, except I don't get paid for it. No free <laughs> toothpaste here.
0: One day they'll send it to you.
1: Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be a great day.
0: So when did you start working, uh, as part of the Oilers crew?
1: I started back in 2015 I want to say it was I was in uh, I was still in radio school or sorry TV I went to TV yeah um I was doing TV and then it's funny how that actually all worked out because I started as we're gonna just backtrack a little we're gonna go back to high school yeah um I switched high schools in grade 11 and my first day of high school I really only knew probably about five maybe 10 people out of the whole high school and it was a pretty big high school back out in our and on the intercom, they said, oh, we're looking for a mascot. And I'm like, okay. Like, I am one of those people that just I never say no to pretty much anything that I get offered. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm taking this opportunity. So I went to the, to the teacher, found out, ended up getting the role as the mascot. And then when I got to Nate to be in the radio television program, someone found out in the sports department, which I've never talked to in my whole life, <coughs> that I uh, was a mascot in high school and they were looking for a Nate Duke. Yeah, And I ended up doing that. You got paid some sweet money. So if anyone wants some sweet dough while you're at Nate, go be the ook. It's super <laughs> easy uh, and really fun. But then the, the where we're getting with this is when I was still at Nate, uh, I had somebody, whose name's Kyle Ferguson from the Edmonton Oilers organization, yep. uh, reach out to me over LinkedIn because I had my mascot stuff on my LinkedIn. It, like It was pretty much, I worked at McDonald's. I was a mascot. I worked at Safeway. Those were the only things that were really on there because I didn't have much experience doing anything else yeah and he's like hey like we are looking for a backup backup or sorry a backup oil kings mascot yeah would you be interested in coming in for an interview i'm like uh sure i'll come in for an interview <laughs> and pretty much what happened is we ended up talking and they figured out that i could skate i was in tv and i do promotions like because i used to work for um 90 well 91.7 the bounce yeah uh dinner television and sonic on, on their street team and so they found out i did that and they're like okay how about you be the backup, backup Oil Kings mascot? And then you can be on the ice crew. And I'm like, done deal. Like, <laughs> I will gladly do it. So that was back at the... That was the year I started was uh, Feral Rexall. Coolest okay. year ever.
0: That's wild. Yeah. So how would somebody new get into something like that? Do they just apply with like Oilers Entertainment Group? Or how yeah. does the process go? So
1: each year we... Um, technically at the end of the season, um, I'm not a part of the ice crew kind of. Uh, they, We rehire... Like, we have to do an audition period. Yeah. And so, you just go online at Oilers, I think it's just Oilers.com, uh, and then just look up the ice crew, and it'd be, just be, uh, fill out your RSVP and application. So, that's how you do it. Every single year, I have to reapply and go to the audition. So, if you go, I'll see you there.
0: <laughs> it just seems like a neat opportunity, just for, for anybody listening that, like, wants to be part of, like, the Oilers environment and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, like,
1: being a part of all the games, like, I get to go on the ice yeah. during the game. Yeah. It's funny, because my grandparents, they live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and sometimes when I'm down, because our, our outfits are orange, yeah, like bright orange, and pretty much everyone else in the Zamboni tunnel is wearing dark black or like or dark blue or whatever. And my grandparents will send me pictures. They finally figured out how to take photos like on their iPhone, and so they'll send me pictures of me standing in the Zamboni tunnel. I'm like, yes, that's me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome, though. That's but, awesome. Yeah.
0: What's the coolest thing that's ever happened while you were working a game?
1: working. Age. Honestly, I'm going to have to say Farewell, like just the Farewell Rexall game in, in general.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh just being able to be a part of such a historic moment in Oilers' history, that was amazing. Like I yeah. may not have been a part of everything at the beginning cuz I'm only 22, so and I also used to be a figure skater before this, so I was never my brother was the hockey player, not me. Okay. So I kind of came into this a little late, but Yeah, I would definitely say the Farewell Rexall game or even just like on a regular game when you get to go and make someone stay. So we have these things called I Remember Moments and being able to go and like give a a kid a puck, like watching them, their face just light up when you hand them that game puck. They're like,
0: it's the coolest thing. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, How long have you been a figure skater or how, when did you start figure skating? Figure
1: skating? Uh, I don't exactly remember when I started, but I had done it for eight years and then I did it. over the summer i kind of tried out ringette figured out that was not for me no offense to ringette players <laughs> and then i went into hockey and i i actually quit playing last year and now i kind of coach i'm it's hard to be very super committed just because of all the other things that i'm up to but
0: yeah so makes sense.
1: eight years of uh doing figure skating and then eight years of playing hockey and now this is like my ninth year of being a part of hockey
0: yeah did you get pretty competitive in figure skating or did you just had fun
1: I actually did quite a few competitions. Nice. Um, you want, you get kind of get to a point when you're in figure skating, it, it's like if you're not going to the Olympics, like there's no wreck oh, figure totally. skating. Yeah. And so I've always, my parents, well, especially my dad has always kind of pushed me to just like be out doing sports all the time. Just keep active, do, keep doing stuff. And honestly, sometimes, I know you're a fitness guy. I just sometimes I just cannot figure out what I want to do in the gym. But if yeah. I can go for a rip on the ice, I'm totally down. Yeah. So then I took up hockey because I'm like, oh, I can do this later. And I still, like, I'll go play shinny. Whenever, whenever I feel like someone's like, oh, bring your. I always have my skates, sticks, puck, and or uh, gloves and helmet. So if anyone ever wants to play shinny, I'm always down. It's that's always perfect. in my car.
0: Yeah, that's a that's the way to be. Like I honestly, usually my trunk has snowshoes, wow, and skates, <laughs> and uh, not always the stick, not always the helmet. But uh, this weekend I'll be packing the stick and the helmet because we're having like a family get together with some shinny. It's always it's always good to just have fun. Totally. Not really worry about stuff. And when it's like in a rural rink, it makes it even better because you get that nice, calm atmosphere. Some of you really biffs. There's no like neighbor kids looking out there. Like, they're hey, hey, you know. what's happening? <laughs> totally.
1: Actually, the craziest thing with Shani was a Sunday. I had just, I'm very new to Kissing Country at this point, And Greg Reynolds, who does the Drive Home show, uh, he called me on Sunday. And I was very new and I answered the phone. I didn't even say hi. I was like, what's wrong? Because I figured huh. if they're calling me, there's something wrong. And yeah. he's like, "Hey, Chelsea, like, chill.
0: There's nothing <laughs> wrong.
1: He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And then I was really confused because I'm like, wait, tomorrow's Monday. What do you mean? What am I doing tomorrow? Like, I'm coming to work. I'll see you there. He's like, okay, we're going to play Shinny with Dirk Bentley. I'm like, sorry, what? That's like, I was cool. just in, in shock. And it's really funny because it ended up being minus 30. I think it was like minus 32. So, we like, I have, I, like uh, icicles on my eyelashes. Everyone's got icicles all over their beards and we're out there playing freaking shinny with Dirk Bentley on Monday. Yeah. So that sounds like, wow, I really like, this is a really cool job.
0: <laughs> totally. So you did the film program at Nate. Yeah. And what, what inspired you to get into that? Cause I know I've seen in some of your social media stuff that you weren't always thinking of doing that, but what kind of made the light bulb flash that you're like, yep, yeah, this is what I'm going to do.
1: Well, it's actually really funny because a long time ago, probably back when I was in junior high, maybe even elementary, I my dad gave me a point and shoot little pink Canon camera, and I don't even know how I decided this is what I wanted to do. I would just start taking videos um, of myself or uh, the neighbor kids or my brothers and sister or like my brother and sister um, of us lip singing videos. But I had a cousin that that showed me how to do all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I need to figure. And she had a Mac, so yeah. it was super fancy, but yeah. so I was like, okay, so I would record all these things on this little point and shoot camera. And I would download it onto this little PC uh, device that I had to edit stuff, figured out how to edit stuff kind of on my own. And then from there, I kind of just progressed. And when I was in grade 11, I was in uh, Spanish class, we had to lip sync to more videos and we were using an iPad. I'm like, oh, this is is my thing. Like editing videos is my jam. Yeah. So then from there, I actually graduated high school and I honestly didn't want to do anything at first because I had so much fun, like I was a mascot, I got to MC grad, I was uh, just, or I had a grad community, like all these fun things that really have nothing to do with school, but are just really about this one day of graduating, Mm -hmm. and from there, I didn't really want to do anything, and my dad was like, no, you're going to, you're going (laughs) to school, like I'm gonna, so my dad actually enrolled me at Nate, and he put me into the DMIT program, so uh, digital media IT, and no offense to him, he enrolled me in a bunch of classes I didn't like, He already he already knows that, so this is not gonna break the news. And from there, I was in my Photoshop class, and I was like, okay, I really like doing Photoshop. I really like editing videos. I need to figure out something else because I can't do three more semesters of this. (laughs) No offense, like I did not like that program at all. Um, So then I found out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the radio and television program. So then I applied because when you apply to Nate, you have to apply to you have to enroll or uh, kind of apply to two different things at the same time. Um, so I applied to radio and then I applied to TV, yeah. hoping I was going to get accepted to TV because I figured that would be more video based. Um, it's actually cool now that you see radio, they, they're doing a lot more videos and
0: stuff, which totally. I think is cool. But
1: So that's how I got into all that long story, but very random. And then I was very happy that I ended up there.
0: Did you ever have thoughts of going to like a different school or Nate just like fit the bill for you kind of thing?
1: 100%. Um, the one thing that was very tedious about was doing the on-air aspect uh i always in my family i pretty much am the loudest one of the bunch uh so yeah i never really had a problem with being on air but uh my teachers they kind of ended up because i knew that i really wanted to edit videos that was just totally my thing but then with all these weird lip-sync videos i'd like being on camera i have no problem with that uh so then my teachers were they kind of pushed me into that and then the coolest part was when i was in Nate. Uh, Brian Mudrick actually reached out to me. So Brian Mudrick from TSN, he actually calls the the Montreal Canadiens games. Okay. And it was really cool because he reached out to me. And he's like, while I was in school, and basically ended up being my mentor throughout the whole thing. And really gave me a lot more um, encouragement behind being on air because he's like, okay, every single time you do an on-air segment at Nate, send it to me and I'm going to critique it. And when I... I was like, okay, so this is how it's going to work, you need to tell me, you need to be an a-hole. That's what I told him. I was like, yeah, be an a-hole because if you're going to be nice to me and say like, oh, it's all good, I'm not going to learn anything. So like, you got to tell me what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right because I want to excel. I'm always ready mm-hmm. to rock. And so from there, he basically took me under his wing and that's why I went to Lloyd Minster is because he pushed me to that direction, that's which was awesome. awesome. Yeah.
0: So, like, little things like that really probably set you apart in building up your career, hey? Oh, yeah. How do you think a person would get that mentorship opportunity? Just, like, a good attitude or, like... Oh, yeah. LinkedIn? I think that being
1: like, positive is yeah. the best way you can go about anything in life. But I definitely would recommend LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I honestly wouldn't... Because that's how I got the Oilers job, was through LinkedIn. And that's how I got uh, Brian Mudrick, was through LinkedIn. It was just... I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for that website, which I also am not paid to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has any other social media platform been a catalyst for you or is it mostly LinkedIn?
1: Um, definitely LinkedIn in more of a business way, but as for like a personal branding way, I'm going to have to go with Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if anyone follows me, I'm kind of annoying. I post a lot. Uh, but there's just, I just like spreading positivity or like sharing what I'm up to or... Yep.
0: And I think... The thing with that kind of stuff is you're going to have people that are like no, I've had enough of this, but the people who are like I love this, they don't care how much you post. Yeah.
1: It's and that's true. just
0: we just have to own that. Cuz I know for myself like I I have a small following, but a nice following. Hey,
1: everyone <laughs> uh, everyone starts small and they grow.
0: Oh, totally. And what I like about the people who follow me now is like they're they're invested in, in who I am, so if I post like four times in a day, I, I definitely will try not to. But yeah. if I did, they, yeah, be like, all right, he's having a good day. And if I didn't for a while, like I've had people check in with me. Hey, you right? That's good you know, though. Which is awesome. When did you start your Instagram account?
1: It's actually a really funny. asset because I was just talking to my sister and my stepbrother about that. But yeah. I, I think it was about seven years or yeah, about seven six ish years ago.
0: Holy! But God. like.
1: Yeah, that's kind of when it first came out. and Yeah. But even if you scroll the way to the bottom of my page, I've deleted stuff since then. Because that's like, I didn't even know how to use the app back oh, then. It was like, sure. hey, look what I'm eating for dinner. Or, yeah. hey, I got this new elastic. Check this out. It's like, nobody cares.
0: The first, like, three years of me having Instagram, every post that I did was a picture of a toilet paper roll. That's amazing. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I'm so funny. But there's so many people that
1: it's like, oh, here's this chipmunk or here's this squirrel doing funny things. Yeah. I don't know why, but. And but then you the get that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then you get that niche audience where it's just, that's what they want to see.
0: Totally. I just, I think social media is good when it's used for good. Oh, yes. It can definitely be something that, like, brings people down big time.
1: Well, the, the one thing I definitely thinking about a good experience is um, with Kiss and Country. We actually did this Kiss and Country Christmas wish for this adorable little guy named Hudson. Um,. And uh, it was actually really cool because the, the wish that we were granting them, we got uh, his Hudson Strong t-shirts because he's fighting, he was fight- uh, battling. Um, he had the flu and then he ended up with H1N1 and had to get part of his leg amputated. And so we're, we actually, well, Chris Sheets was definitely behind all this, but he got their, his shirts to be put into United Cycle to be sold. So all these awesome Hudson Strong t-shirts. And then um, they also got Connor McDavid Connor McDavid found out or the Oilers organizations found out and Connor went and visited him and I got to share this amazing video of Hudson being wheeled around the corner and Connor standing in the doorway like I have goosebumps just talking about it and you just watch Hudson's face and he just lights up like a Christmas tree
0: so that's the
1: so that's the cool thing about social media you get to see all these awesome things
0: totally so one of the things that made you kind of stand out as being a guest for this is for myself something you might not know about me is I had a plan that I was going to go to film school I was actually going to go to Vancouver film school and like I went to a two day intensive and I was like I love editing videos this is my jam I'm going to do this but then I talked myself right out of it
1: no I was
0: like I'd go into the program I wouldn't get a job like it'd be tough and it is tough Uh, they
1: said the same thing about radio and tv
0: well totally they still do
1: it's an honest thing
0: the thing is that you prove people wrong, and it's the the best thing to see is somebody like yourself like making making a name for themselves.
1: I really appreciate that. Oh my! You bet. It's oh. good.
0: You stand out for it. So, how how did you get started with uh, your role with Kissing Country and everything that you do with social media? Tell us about your your job capacity, what your role involves today.
1: Yeah. So. The way it all started was when I was back in Lloyd Minster, I was a reporter. I was just an intern because um, I was finishing my practicum with uh, Nate and I ended up taking on a new role called master control operator, but I got to also be part of still reporting kind of like all my days off. I didn't do too much of it, but I was still able to kind of keep my hand in that pot. But the coolest thing was when I was there, The last one of the last little beats that I was on was when Pokemon Go was a hot new thing. and. That was my thing. So if anything came down from Pokemon Go, it was like, oh, Chelsea, you got a story. Chelsea, oh, you're out. Let's go. So I'd be like up at the middle of the night going to like all these Pokemon Go spots where people were just like at this little hub catching Pokemon. It's very interesting. So then that's kind of where I really figured out that I really like social media or technology, but also reporting stories and keeping everything entertaining and... So when I was a master control operator, that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time. And before I had left to go to Lloydminster, I actually had done a, uh, a job interview for, it's kind of like a weekend reporter position to kind of taking on or helping out with Lorraine Manbridge from Global News, which is funny now because I work with them. Yeah. Um, like a, kind of like a weekend reporter. I think she's going on a holiday or something. I can't remember, but they wanted two people. So I went and applied. Cause again, I never say no to an opportunity. So you asked me to apply for something. Sure. I'll put my hand in the pot. I'll do my best, if I get it, awesome. If I don't, it was a great learning experience. And it was cool because I actually ended up getting third, and which kind of was a best case scenario because I didn't really know if that was kind of the thing that I wanted to do, but I did really want to apply and just get that, um, get that experience of that job kind of interview style because I've never done an on-air interview. And it was cool because uh, that lady then told me, she's like, okay, in the future, keep me in contact because I think you're great. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. So I was sitting in master control. Didn't really like that job. That's pretty much where for anyone that doesn't know what master control operator is. It's where you take TV shows from the East coast. You chop them up and you air them on our channel. It's hard to explain, but that's exactly what I did. Um, So from there, I emailed her and I was like, Hey, is there anything that is in Edmonton that kind of has social media or video or photo, photo based? And she's like, Whoa, oddly enough, here's this job that kind of just opened up. I'm like, Okay, read, kind of read the to-dos. I was like, oh, I I could I could do most of these things. But the problem was that it said I need, it was like three to five years of industry experience. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even have three months. Like, yeah. not even like, yeah. and even if I did have three months of experience, it wasn't in that field. And so I was like, whatever, I'll apply and we'll see what goes from there. And I ended up, he ended up calling me. I ended up getting a second call back uh, just an, over the phone interview. And then they asked me to come in for an interview. I'm like, this is actually nuts. I didn't even think that I would make it past the first, like, I didn't even think they'd call me. And if they did call me, I didn't think they'd call me back. (laughs) Uh, And then that's how I ended up in in Edmonton because of, her name is Eve Noga and she works at Global News and yeah, she was the one that told me about this job. And then from there, um, just this past summer, so I've been working there for now, just over two years. And this past summer, Uh, So a year and a half into my job, I actually got promoted. So instead of just doing the two stations in Edmonton, which were uh, Kissing Country 103.9 and 92.5 The Chuck, I now also take care of digitally uh, Kissing Country, 92.5 The Chuck, uh, Q107 in Calgary, and also Country 105 in Calgary.
0: Holy crap. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It's like, but it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you have like short-term goals for the next 12 months as far as career go or just like go where the wind takes you kind of
1: thing pretty much i'm going with go with where the wind takes me just because it's so new to me so i pretty much i always use this analogy with any pretty much any of the higher ups at chorus when they talk to me about it or when they first talked to me about this new position yeah. i pretty much when i when i got there because this was such a new role for everyone uh being the digital content coordinator for the two stations in edmonton so what i felt like is they as soon as i got there they just dropped this box on my desk they're like uh even though I had a list of to-do, like all the things that I, were my responsibilities, it now it's kind of, okay, where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Like, what can you do? What holes can you fill here? And so I figured out my box, I sorted my box. I'm like, okay, I got it. I have it under control. And now, this past summer, because I got the, these two new stations, it's like they added a new box. I'm like, ah, just, I just sorted this box. Now I have a new box to sort. So I'm pretty much just working on figuring out how to work with what I got.
0: Totally. As you take on like more roles, more stations, like does, does your career fulfillment increase to get paid better to get more benefits? Or is it kind of just like hustle for like a, a promotion kind of thing? Like how, how does the industry work?
1: That's what's crazy is because people, I get asked this question a lot because people want to know, okay, what's your next step? Okay. Well, if you were to ask me this a year and a half ago, I went, the job that I have now didn't even exist. And also if you were to ask me four years ago the digital content coordinator that job didn't even exist yeah. so honestly i can't answer that part of the question because i don't know yeah. i don't know what actually lies ahead of me because i just got take. i just took on these two stations um so i'm pretty much just rolling with it trying to do my best always keeping my standard high and seeing where it takes me
0: totally what are the five coolest things that have happened at work
1: whoa five <laughs> okay Okay, I'm going to definitely have to go with Jerks uh, Bentley, Shinny, because yeah. I love hockey and yeah. I love country music, um, even though it was minus 32, and if anyone knows me, they know that I have a heater under my desk that I actually blew the breaker of, because that's how hot I like. <laughs> so, yeah, the minus 32 is just not my jam. Yeah. Um, second coolest would have been meeting Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood for the first time. It's, it's crazy meeting them, because they make you feel like you're family.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is nuts, because obviously I've never met them, and I definitely am like... Oh my God, it's Chris Brooks! Like they freaking seem to out.
0: Have a really good aura about. Them. Oh like yeah. Any of the, the speaking interviews that I've seen have been like that just makes me feel warm.
1: You're like, wait, are you talking right to me? Yeah. Did you just say my name? Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool. Um, and then I got, actually got to end up meeting them, like, well, seeing them again when they came and were helping out with Habitat for Humanity in Edmonton, and also meeting Jimmy Carter, like President Jimmy Carter. Yeah. That was crazy.
0: I'm like. Yeah.
1: But it was crazy because they actually ended up putting, they had to put lines on the ground where I couldn't walk over because you weren't allowed to get too close to them, which that was just wild to me. So all these crazy things. Um, okay. Three. This is tough. It's hard to narrow it down. Um, honestly, I just want to keep saying, because there was three instances where I met Garth Rex. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say all three of those. Okay. This is actually a very tired question.
0: But it's cool because you've had so many cool things happen. So yeah. I know you have fun. I
1: know. It's just a matter
0: of picking through them.
1: Uh, okay. Well, one of them. Uh, this one has nothing to do with uh, country music celebrities, but I'm definitely going to have to go with the first time I got to meet Chris Sheets. Uh, I will never forget this moment because it was my <laughs> very first meeting ever. And I've always listened to Kissing Country, huge Kissing Country listener.
0: Yeah.
1: And... I'm sitting in this meeting. I've never met Chris yet. And he walks in. I'm sitting in the chair. There's any chair in this boardroom. Yeah, and he walks in straight face, so straight face. yeah, and I, I have this like magical image of him that, like, oh, this is such a nice guy. If you're listening around the radio. He's like, you're in my seat. And I was like, <laughs> I honestly almost crap my pants. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And then since then he's always just like he'll always like punch my shoulder and call yeah. me kid or like, because I'm the same, also the same age as his kids, but it's just like such a funny dynamic. He's like my work dad. That's what I yeah. think of him as.
0: Well, it seems like he really like looks out for you kind of thing, just from oh, what yeah. I can see from the social media and stuff and the banter back and forth. It, it's neat. Yeah, to exactly. See such a supportive like work environment.
1: Oh yeah. And like I got a Christmas card from Jack Sweeney and I, I opened it up. and I almost started crying because she's like, thank you for always encouraging us to be more positive. I'm like, what? Like, I don't, it's not like I ever do any of this stuff. Like this stuff is just because I want to do that. But when people, like when you just told me, like me doing like my goals, you notice that. I'm like, what? Like people notice this stuff. I just do it because I want to. And people yeah. reach out. I'm like, that is really, that is really cool.
0: Attitude sets people apart.
1: Like that, that's
0: kind of why I want to promote it. I want to tell people like being yourself and just having a good attitude, no matter what life throws your way is going to set you apart whether it's fitness or whether it's radio yeah. tv anything
1: well especially when we live in like a kardashian kind of world totally. where everyone just kind of wants to fit this mold and it's like no yeah. break the mold yeah. be whatever you want i was a mascot that's,
0: that's weird so
1: awesome. i'm 5'1 and i was a mascot <laughs>
0: that's like the perfect build for a mascot. oh yeah
1: like that would that's like the perfect build do you ever go to a rush game when we had the empty like, I... rush
0: Saw a bunch of the video highlights and never made it to one, which sucks because oh. they were such a good team. They were good. And we lost them.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> what, they're in Saskatoon now. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yes. And well, like, they're selling out the stadium. Yeah, selling out.
1: That's awesome. But they have a mascot. And so the mascot, I think the jersey had a one on it. Okay. And then they had another mascot, which was a one and a half. Or well, just a half. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, that could have been me. Yeah. I could have been the half.
0: Missed opportunity. I know.
1: I was volunteering selling 50-50 tickets. That's the reason why I was in there. Nice. Yeah.
0: What's it like selling 50 50 tickets? Is it a pleasant experience or does it ever get like agonizing?
1: Uh, it's pretty fun, actually. You just, I feel like I'm a pretty loud person, so when you get to stand there and it's not like I really knew, especially back then I didn't really know anybody, so you just stand there and yell, Get your 50 50 tickets here! Yeah, <laughs> and, I guess
0: that's Yeah, works. it doesn't
1: even matter. And then you end up having like chats with random people, and I love talking.
0: Honestly, yeah. I haven't noticed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I had no problem with that.
0: Did you ever get to see the winner? like no well, i got savings. to be a
1: part of the actual drawing of the Ooh, tickets though i never nice. personally drew it but i was in the room
0: yeah that's exciting i always just would like to see the expression of a person that wins like eighty thousand dollars i know, I know. Like, i'm always kind of like looking because i think the oilers game yeah.
1: yeah or like okay someone didn't claim their ticket the other night what was it like 200 grand or something, something at the like oilers that. game i'm like oh man i could i probably would first faint in my chair yeah then like I wouldn't be able to walk up the stairs because I would just feel so like not necessarily empty but you know what I'm saying just like wait oh yeah, this is not this is not happening
0: yeah like if if I won that I would have to compose myself before I moved I know I was like think about what would happen if somebody noticed that you won the thing like would you get attacked or, I know like, I know happen?
1: I'm like wait don't announce your name what are you doing
0: yeah it's crazy well I guess Sometimes, I think I've seen a few instances where they say, like, the winner was anonymous kind of thing. Yeah. Because... Oh, so yeah, I would do that. That would be crazy. If if people know who you are, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that $500 you owed me? What $500? Yeah. That's that's wild. And, like, Edmonton always beats the record for, like, 50-50 sales, too. That's crazy. Well, actually, so,
1: like, I was at a concert one time, and they had 50-50s. So I was like, wait, yeah. when do they announce the number? Like, and I still have no idea when that answer... Like, when... They actually do it, but I remember walking in. I saw all the little blue T-shirt things. I'm like,
0: what? They tricked you? They got you? Weird.
1: I did not fall for it.
0: <laughs> Sometimes they announce that stuff online though, so that um, could be it. So I've seen how your dad kind of is like the real MVP of everything. Yes. Like, didn't he clean your car the other day? Yes. Or something?
1: <laughs> Yes, he definitely did i I had just uh I actually borrowed his second car to go drive down to Calgary to go work in Calgary with those other two stations, yeah, and it came back and I pulled into his driveway to drop off his car. I'm like, I didn't even recognize my car It was so clean and then he cleaned the inside and everything. He is honestly the biggest support system of everything that I do like um like when I was living in Lloydminster and i I actually worked in on the ice crew when I was living in Lloydminster. Whoa. Yeah, crazy, right? So I'd work from 5 a.m. until 3, get in my car, drive two hours, meet my dad in Sherwood Park, and then drop off my car in Sherwood Park, and then my dad would drive me the rest of the way to Rogers. And sometimes he would even drive me all the way from Rogers, all the way back to Lloydminster, Minster, and then stay with me for a few days, and then drive me back. It. He is literally the best person in my life. So supportive of everything. No kidding. I yeah I don't even really know how to formulate words to how appreciative I am to have him in my
0: life. Well, I'm gonna try and get you to formulate words. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Ask a good question. What are his five best qualities that you look up to the most?
1: He is extremely forgiving. So anytime anything happens where that's one reason why I feel like I'm an overly apologetic person is because he even if it's not his fault he's gonna he's gonna say sorry and he's gonna figure out a way to make it better. Um, he's very thankful. So everything that he has, he knows that it's because he worked for it. And he makes me know that. So everything that I have in my life, it, that's why sometimes I get a little... I don't want to say offended because that's just such a 2018 word. people are so offended. offended but yeah, yeah, when people say like, oh, you're so lucky to have all these jobs. It's like, am I lucky? I actually worked really, really hard. Yeah. But then I don't want to be cocky. Yeah. So it's kind of a fine line. Um, another one would be definitely loving. So everyone in his life, he... My dad can be kind of a shy guy, which is where we do not relate, <laughs> um, but just uh, making sure that everyone knows that he, like everyone, there's like what, how many different ways of expressing love and he, he's the one that he will do actions for you. So cleaning your car or cleaning my room that when I used to live at his house, that was something he would do randomly. I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. Sometimes <laughs> my room, like when I'm just like on a mission throughout the week, it's like I get back I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's literally... A bomb that just went off in my room but then he cleaned it up for me like oh god
0: that's amazing yeah
1: that would have taken forever that's why I didn't do it (laughs) um two more qualities um I'm gonna go with those are my top three I have to think about two more but
0: okay that's fair yeah what are some qualities that you want to embody because of him
1: definitely being thankful which I definitely feel like I do in body. Yeah. Uh, that's why people make fun of me. on um, Lots of my posts on Instagram, I'll put hashtag grateful on a lot of things. And then I' there's been multiple times where if I'm posting something, someone around me will be like, oh, don't forget hashtag grateful. I'm like, okay, you're making fun of it, but I legitimately am grateful. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, kind of like swallowing your pride sometimes and just taking life how it is and rolling with the punches uh, unexpected things happen. Um, I didn't always have the, not that, not that I didn't have the easiest childhood growing up, but I definitely had my fair share of, uh, trials with family and just being able to overcome those and know that those don't necessarily define me. They actually have made me who I am. Yeah. Uh, So any, I feel like any trial that you take, my dad has taught me that, okay, you can either be down in the dumps or you can take that and make it into who you are and help it grow you in a positive way rather yeah. than, oh, well, poor me. Oh, the, well, I didn't get to do this because this and this happened. It's like, well, you could take that and turn it into something that's better. Where it's like, I didn't get to this, but now I have all this uh, experience that I'm going to go this way and I'm going to go the positive route. And that totally. always will take you to the better
0: way. Yeah, because there's so many things that can go wrong in like a person's family life and their career. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen. So it's oh, yeah. like, how are you going to tackle that? Exactly. And that, that goes back to attitude, just how much it pays off just to have a positive attitude. Like, think about the times when you probably had to, like, do something for free to further your career. Oh. How has your dad supported you for that kind of stuff? Oh,
1: he's definitely supported me financially. Um, well, especially, he put away a lot of money. Him, my, my mom, and him actually put away a lot of money for me to go to school, which is awesome. So yeah. I... I so that was the cool thing is I got to start out and I got to try a different program and realize that wasn't for me. Yes, that was probably 1600 to $2,000, but that was money that they had saved up for me. So the fact that I was able to not necessarily waste that money, but use that money to figure out what I wanted to do and end up in radio and television. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he just says it like... um, a couple things. Oh, I got to, well, I got paid for a couple things, but like sometimes you don't get paid a whole bunch of money yeah. and I'm also living at his house. So he's helping me pay for that. But I got to work on like the amazing race, Canada. So we, they paid us, they didn't pay us over like a ton of money, but they paid us a bunch and I was a student. So any money really helped. And the fact that I had my dad to lean on where it's like, Hey, uh, can you help me with my gas or pretty much anything I needed? My dad's like, yep, I got gotcha. you." As long as you keep working hard. Yeah. That's kind of his mentality about that, all that.
0: Yeah, and really it kind good. of seems like you owned up to your end of the deal. Like so many people don't have that work ethic to to carry out their side of things. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, here you go, here you go, here you go. And the person just ends up being lazy. Oh yeah. But your work ethic is pretty good from what Thank I can you. tell. you. Yeah. Which is awesome.
1: I definitely think that whatever you end up, all the work that you put into is what you're going to get back. Yeah. Or yeah. even if you get half of the, work, the, the stuff that you get back from what you put in, that, that's even better.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes we just have to accept that what we put out into the world, we're not always going to get that mm-hmm. same amount back. Yeah. But we're not going to get anything if we don't put anything out to the world. Exactly. Like, uh, just... It's all about attitude. Attitude, <laughs> totally. That's going to be <laughs> Attitude like
1: is gratitude.
0: Reoccurring theme. Attitude is gratitude. Those are, like, your two favorite words. Yes. But I totally relate to the great, grateful posts, like that hashtag. I think if anybody could use it I think you can totally own that hashtag. And honestly, people are going to chirp. Haters are going to hate.
1: Oh, I'm very, very used to that. There's, that's another thing. Okay, we're going to come back to my dad. Another thing my dad has always told me is that you're never going to please everybody. Totally. And I feel like I'm, like myself, I'm a... Very much a people pleaser, so that has been a very hard lesson to learn sometimes because you just want to make sure everyone's happy all the time, and then when you can tell that they're not happy, I take it personally. Yeah, uh, so, which is really hard. That's a really hard thing for me to do sometimes, just to turn that off, and I I can't sometimes.
0: Yeah, but yeah,
1: learning to just accept the fact that people aren't gonna like you,
0: What's and that's the, just how it is. The toughest instance for that, like toughest example that you're willing to share. Um,
1: I'm gonna go honestly sometimes just the industry of what you're working and this goes for anybody, any industry when you kind of start no I, and also I don't really like saying that I'm not like, I'm not like the top of the cream of the crop or whatever that came out of the radio intelligence program, but sometimes just, uh, working so closely with people in the same industry and you're, you're all trying to figure out a way to climb your way to the top or make a make your break or, uh, get those contacts we're all fighting at the same level and so sometimes i feel like just being in the same industry as people that also have the same goals is very difficult because you're trying to be friends with everybody you're also trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to start your career so trying to have all that stuff on and have it all work together doesn't work sometimes
0: what's what's been your strategy what's some lessons that you've learned for like staying upbeat and positive throughout all those trials and tribulations
1: um definitely keep on smiling because not that i try to piss people off but whenever i'm happy uh anyone that doesn't like me like they're probably going to be upset that i'm so happy like that's just how it is because totally. people that don't want you to succeed are going to be mad when they see you succeeding or even if you're just happy yeah so someone could try to beat you down and the fact that you're not going to let anything beat you down you're just going to keep on chugging away i think that says more than anything your mouth could ever say
0: and i like that because just like you talk about competitiveness in your industry like the fitness industry is savage for it
1: i would not there are
0: it. so many trainers so many different angles to take it there's like nutrition coaches so many different things it's all social media it's all this stuff yeah and like somebody can present a certain image and who they are on social media may or may not be the same as who they are Oh, totally the like, totally I think the best thing anybody could do is just, if you're going to have like somebody who you are on social media, be that same person behind the scenes as well.
1: But then with that being said, sometimes it's hard because I've had people reach out to me or whenever I do some of those, um, like ask me anything things on the Instagram stories, people be like, how are you always so happy? But like, that's also like, people need to also remember that I'm not a robot. Yeah. Do I cry? Hell yes, I cry. Yeah. Am I gonna post about that on Instagram? Absolutely not. No. That's, I don't think that negative things like that should be shared on social media. Some people may be mad about that, but uh, I just think that what on social media, you should be putting your best foot forward all the time because that's like your resume. Because like my job, which was super funny to find out, but a year into my job, I was told that not only did they obviously read my resume and my LinkedIn that I attached together, but they went and they watched my YouTube videos. Yeah. And so that's me singing to Michael Bublé and doing a whole bunch of different lip-syncing videos or even like my Nate TV demo tape. So they watched all those silly videos, but anyone can find you on social media. And if you've got like half-naked pictures of you on there, if that's not like your brand, like if you're trying to be, like if you're trying to get a job, sometimes your employer's not going to like that. Oh, totally. So I think you always got to keep it clean you keep it positive and keep it
0: professional. Yeah, yeah. And like, even people who post their vulnerability posts and stuff, that's sad. That's, it's fine for them to do that. It's basically like a line where like, what are you comfortable with sharing? Because some people are and some people aren't.
1: Oh, it's totally your your call on everything.
0: And then I think the angle that I think is most important is if you are like a bundle of joy and super positive and supportive of people, it's great to be able to meet them in person and see that they generally are like... That that is something that they do. That they are going to these events. That they take pride in, like the helping sick kids. That they aren't just like, ah, oh, that was that was a stupid moment in my career. You know. Like, yeah. And I think with yourself, like I can totally tell that that's who you are, like on <laughs> camera and off camera. Which is great. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. And I didn't then, come here to get my tires pumped. <laughs> well,
0: you're, you're so genuine when you get your tires pumped. Like, oh. You're not just like, oh yeah, I hear that all the time. Because no. like, I've seen when you put out like the, the ask me questions, things on Instagram, and people are giving mm-hmm. you lots of compliments. There's also, like, a ton of dudes trying to slide in your DMs. <laughs> That's another story. Oh,
1: like... gosh. Yeah, that is. So, okay, but I have to admit, some of those people that are asking me to hang out, those are girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, but, like, just wanting to, like, hang out or, like, be friends. Which, oh, totally. Yeah. but yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Those aren't all guys.
0: It's really funny to see. It is funny. I'm like, holy crap. I guys. should
1: repost the one where, like, that guy who's, like, the basketball or the baseball one. Where he's like, oh, sorry, I hit a homer. Just swinging by to pick it up. And I'm like... And then I had to reply, I'm like, if you you just took the second to write that. Yeah. First of all, you sent me a baseball emoji, and then you wrote this hilarious write up to follow it. Yeah. I all I said was, This is the most creative DM I've ever received. Like, not saying I liked it, not saying I didn't like it. I'm just yeah. saying, this is very creative. Yeah. And then he replied with, I don't even remember the player, but he he was throwing the basketball backwards and he went it almost went in the net, but didn't, and I'm like He's like, this is what I expected it to be like. But now you're actually <laughs> replying like, oh my, this is awkward now. I don't know what
0: to say. <laughs> yeah. Did the conversation stop there? Did oh, you yeah. Someone, it yeah, stopped there. stopped,
1: yeah. 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 he goes to like, well, not to like sue him. But I mean, I already did post about it. But he was like U of S. I'm like, how do you even know who I am if you go to University of Saskatchewan or Saskatoon or whatever it is? U of S, where is that?
0: I think that's Saskatchewan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably. But I'm like,
1: uh... This is weird now. You don't yeah. even live here, so I don't even feel bad about not replying.
0: That's wild. Who would you say is like the, the biggest segment of your followers? Is it mostly females, males? Oh,
1: it? it's males. Oh, yeah. I've looked at... I have my profile set up as, uh, as a business. Yes. So just so I can... Just so... Not like I'm trying to target anyone, but I do... Because my job at Kissing Country is, yeah, I love analytics and figuring out like how long do people watch videos for because I get to figure out all that information. And so that's why when I structure my videos, um, that's why I'll put a little teaser at the beginning of it and then the opening slide and then the video just to get them hooked. Yeah. Yeah. But it's totally a learning curve. But yeah, my Instagram is very, very male dominated.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: But it's like, I feel like that's any girl. Yeah. Honestly, like wait. If you don't have your your business set up or your uh, profile set up as a business, then you just don't know. But I guarantee you, most of them are guys. If, especially if you don't have a girlfriend or if, if you don't have a boyfriend.
0: Yeah, yeah. For for myself, like I have mine set up as a business too, because like honestly, most of my uh, new clients come from Instagram. Yeah. That and funny enough, central like no way I, I've had yeah because i saw
1: you at central I'm yes. Like, wait you were awesome. working hard so i was like oh, okay i'll talk to you later
0: i was hustling and then like i got back to that spot and i was like, where would she go oh shit.
1: yeah dang it <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah
0: but yeah like that that night for for an hour of each shift sometimes i have to do busing and that can get pretty wild yeah. because like everybody's drunk and yeah. you're a grown-ass man picking up some empty glasses you're like it was, it was, oh like, gosh Oh, here we go again, trying to bulldoze through the drunk people. But it's it's cool to see people that like I'm connected with on social media and stuff, because like then you can actually start those conversations.
1: Yeah, like this is the longest in-person conversation we've ever had. I know.
0: This is crazy. And we we've, we've <laughs> chatted lots on social media and stuff. Yeah. Like you've showed me like how to do cool titles on the Instagram. Oh stories.
1: yeah, 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 I remember that. I was
0: like, that's so handy.
1: It's honestly it's, so cool.
0: Yeah. Like I, I, didn't even think about like doing each letter individually to make it look nicer. And then I've, I've done that trick sometimes, but it is very time-consuming. Oh
1: yeah, and the thing is, you have to kind of envision it before you do it, or else yeah. you're like, ah, oh, and I gotta erase and do it. But then you have to individually drop each one in the trash can. I'm like, oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: sometimes I'll just restart, and I'm like, oh, this is totally.
0: too, this is too much. What year would you say you had the biggest surge of followers with your with your Instagram?
1: Oh. I'm gonna go with, um, it might have been back when, okay, either when I started uh, working at Kissing Country. I actually used to have an app, but then the app now they make you subscribe to it. So I'm like, oh, I'm not paying $7 a month to see all my followers go up and down or oh, whatever.
0: that app is like bad.
1: Yeah, you get so addicted so to watching all this stuff. And I'm like, or like you see people that you know, you're like, why'd you unfollow me? And then I'm like, no, Chelsea, don't be petty. Don't DM them and ask. because <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I don't even look anymore. But I would say that the biggest following that I got was either when I started Kissing Country or started at Kissing Country in 92.5 The Chuck or just because they're like, I do a lot of stuff on social media with them, yep. which means I get more content even for my own, cause I'm always behind the scenes. And either when, uh, we were still allowed to, uh, uh, in the Oilers, we're not allowed to post too much on social media anymore, but maybe when we were allowed to still post.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Was it exciting for you or you are like, meh?
1: As a girl, uh, when I first started on Instagram, like watching everyone's following go up, it always was kind of a little bit of a game.
0: Yeah. Not
1: like a, kind of like a personal game really. like, yeah. Oh, I have all these followers. Like, this is so much fun. Um, now it's kind of, uh, learning how to target them or kind of not cause I work with, uh, four radio stations and I always yeah. want to post the things that they would, they would find relevant or that like with my own personal brand, I guess you could say, uh, I find that pictures of me doing something always end up working better than just posting a picture of scenery. Yeah. So it, and that's the hard part is sometimes I feel very vain doing that, but.
0: Whatever works.
1: But it gets you followers, and. And then that seems vain talking about it like that, but.
0: For, also, everything's for you, a business. It's, it's okay, because this is your, like, this is how you put food on your table. Like, yeah. This is your job. So as you're learning and you have a good attitude, you put out a good message that's positive for people. So it's not. It's not a bad thing. I know. Like, I'm like ah. If you were one of those glamorous people putting out a message that you're only cool if you wear like this bikini and oh yeah, I know. That's yeah, annoying. That would suck. But the message is good. Like this However, is
1: this jean jacket that I'm wearing is my sister's. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was walking through. I'm like, can I steal your jacket? Okay,
0: bye. <laughs> so. What, what is your, your family structure like? Cause mostly it just seems like it's you and your dad just chilling kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So it's actually a very crazy dynamic. So everyone used to live in Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. And from there, um, my parents ended up splitting up when I was in junior high and my brother and sister, they went and live with my mom and I live with my dad and, but like we would switch houses and oh, yeah. everything. But, um. My mom and my new stepdad actually ended up moving to Sarnia, Ontario with my brother and sister. Okay. Um, so they ended up staying there for quite a while while my dad and I still live in Fort Saskatchewan. And for anyone that's not watching, I'm doing a hand diagram right now. <laughs> um, it's hard to explain. I need to like map it out in my brain. So then they moved to Sarnia, Ontario. My brother ended up graduating there and he wanted to do fine arts with Concordia University in Montreal. So he ended up moving there and he's an amazing photographer, Joshua Jensen. Anyone wants to check him out? This is a... A little Perfect push for clock. you. You're That's welcome. Awesome. Um, so now he goes to the Concordia University in Montreal and since my sister, she's 14, just a little baby, still definitely looks a lot older than me and is a lot taller and she knows that. Very good at doing makeup. Um, she has moved with my mom and stepdad now down to Houston Tech or Cypress, Texas and so they live there and my dad and I still live in Fort, well my dad lives in uh, Windermere and I live in Fort Saskatchewan still. So we're very spread out, and then my grandparents—they live all over. They live in uh, Tabor, and then they also live in um, uh, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: Holy. So yeah,
1: everybody is just everywhere.
0: How does everybody stay in touch, or is it just one of those things where you don't talk to somebody for a long time? Team iPhone. Oh yeah.
1: We group chat all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So how often would you say you keep in touch with everybody? Like daily. 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 Oh yeah, definitely.
1: At least if we're not talking. At least once a day um or like because i also my dad's brother which who's not chinese which said uh, he lives in china because he him and his wife are english teachers that travel around the world yeah very very cool yeah and they actually adopted a little vietnamese boy named Pablo, That's and awesome. then they also had a daughter when they were living in norway and so it's the craziest dynamic but they live in uh, shanghai and so they'll be sharing pictures of, like, what they're up to. Like, especially on Christmas, they're sharing pictures the day before Christmas here, because it's way ahead over there. Yeah. And then we're sharing pictures of what we're doing here, and we're pretty much talking all the time.
0: So, aside from your dad, which family members have had, like, a big influence on who you are and made you a resilient, goal-driven person?
1: Goal-driven, I'm going to well, if it's not my dad, it would be my grandpa, because... My, that's pretty much where my dad gets all of his qualities from. My grandpa nice. actually used to lay carpets. Yeah. And uh, back in Tabor, it's funny whenever we drive around with him in Tabor, he's like, "Oh, I've been in that house. Oh, I've been in that house." My like, grandpa—it's a t- small place—you've probably been in all of them. That's awesome. And yeah, it's awesome because we would go to Safeway and he freaking knows everybody. I'm like, "Yes, I'm Elma's granddaughter. Yes, I'm <laughs> Elma's granddaughter." But it's really awesome. My grandpa's very motivating like that. Where even just when they tell me that they're proud of me, I'm like, "Oh." Like, that's really awesome. But he used to lay carpets. And now that he lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, he works as a uh, denturist, which is nothing that he ever went to school for or he never really had, like, a desire to be a denturist. But he helps make dentures uh, at a denture uh, clinic just to pay the bills. And he's really good at it. I went for a tour, and it's actually a really cool thing to watch. Cool. Yeah.
0: And life is wild. Like, people can change careers, like, big time.
1: Like laying (laughs) carpets, making teeth. Yeah. It's super weird.
0: Night and day. Oh yeah.
1: Very, very odd. Um, and then behind that, I'm going to have to go with my aunt because she is, you want to see, if you think I'm positive, you got to go talk to my aunt because she'll blow me out of the water. (laughs) Uh, my aunt is amazing. She's also very fat, like very fashion forward. So she helps me a lot with that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I just am very grateful to have all the people that I have behind, like with me, behind me, uh, pushing me to be who I am. And so. It's,
0: it's so cool that despite all these geographical distances, like Team you're able to stay in touch. Yep. That That's good for people because like so many people have these things that change and it's just like, just because you can't live close to a person doesn't mean you can't have a good relationship with oh, them. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, I definitely can't say I talk to them all the time, but... Um, when i used to live with my dad we would facetime my sister at least maybe i think like twice a month
0: nice so
1: sure it's i don't get to see her all the time yeah. in person but when we do get to hang out especially now that we're older and we don't like pick her i mean i still am a teaser So, like i'll if someone's sitting there i'll go up and like press the sides of their like stomach area yeah. and i'll give them a little taste that's what we call it <laughs> People, but like i like teasing everybody but whenever we're together at least recently we've been we get along and it's really awesome that we can just like Enjoy each other's company.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's good to have that kind of like a support group because then you you have your people that you can lean on when when things happen when shit hits the fan.
1: Totally, and like my aunt really gets so Like if I'm having like relationship problems, I'm like, hey, oh yeah, what do I do? Because she yeah. listens to so many podcasts and reads so many books about all this stuff. And yeah, she helps me a lot with that. A lot that department. Oh yes. The love guru. It's perfect. Yes. No Jack Black, but. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah.
0: So how about like friends? Do you have friends that kind of are in your corner kind of thing? Or is it mostly just family and you just keep to yourself? Yeah,
1: I actually, well, okay. So kind of back to my crazy family living everywhere. um, When my parents split up, instead of, I actually hung out with this one family a lot, the Bows. Uh they pretty much helped raise me oh, yeah. because when my dad was on night shifts I couldn't I was so young that I couldn't stay home by myself so I would go to their house and it was really cool because even to this day that's actually who I live with right now just while I'm waiting to kind of figure out like where I should move and get my own place or like getting a roommate and all this stuff but they they're not my family but they're my family yeah uh so through I will never not consider them my family it's pretty awesome like I I've never had to use the... I never had to knock on the door going to their house. I would just walk in. <laughs> and yeah, and they, they've they always been just, we got you, Chelsea. And it's really yeah. awesome that they're like my family. I call them. It's funny because when I'm explaining stories to people, I'm like, oh yeah, my sister, Alex. I'm like, they're like, wait, you have a sister named Alex? I'm like, no, hold on. She's my friend that I call my family, but I'm calling her my sister. She's just a friend. Like, it's very, it's confusing. I just call them my sisters because that's just how close we are.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense, like, I think it's it's pretty easy to find people that become your family. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a lot of friends that have sort of become family to me just because of that, that close-knit bond of, like, we got your back, and it's mutual. And those are the kind of people that are going to keep you resilient, that are going to pick you up back on your feet kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And I like to, to focus that on that aspect in the podcast to sort of, like, reaffirm to people that sometimes it's not so much about, like, Money, it's about like having good people around you. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's what we need. A hundred dollar bill is not going to make you feel better. Yeah. It's having like really good people that make people feel better.
1: And I think that if this world would be a, a very different place if everyone would just built each other up rather than trying to tear them down. Yeah. It's actually really cool. Um, kind of just talking to what you just said. Uh, last night I was actually stopped at the gas station and. Uh, that has nothing to do with that, but I was at a gas station, and I just flipped open my phone because I my I just naturally go to ins- Instagram. Yeah. And this new empowering women uh, account that was started up in Edmonton. It just they posted a thing that says, "What does it mean to you having it all?" And I normally I'm not I'm typically not one to reply like big sentence like big paragraphs or sentences at all really on posts, but I had saw that nobody had commented anything yet, and that really kind of hit me. I was like, "Having it all to me would mean." You're happy, yeah, and people like and then people are like, "Oh, well, you need to have money, you need to have a car, you need to have a place, Yes, I understand that, but like if you can have the bare minimum and you can be happy and grateful for everything that you have in your life, I think you have it all yeah, I don't think I will never this is where my dad comes in, I will never think I will never associate having it all with having that fancy Mercedes or living in a mansion or Uh, having a boat, or all these crazy things, or going on these crazy vacations. Do I love vacations? Yes. Like any any other person, I love vacations. But I don't think that you need to have all these luxuries to be happy. I I never think that money buys you
0: happiness. Agreed. Agreed. We're on the same page there. Like, I have
1: a borrowed jean jacket on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody borrows something. Yeah. Ironically, this shirt I'm wearing is a hand-me-down from one of my best friends. Oh, really? So, I can relate to the whole, like, this wasn't mine to start with, but now I'm wearing it today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Or like, or uh, or sometimes the best when people are like, oh, where'd you get your shirt? Where I'm like, actually, I got it on sale. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's a big name brand, but I didn't pay that money.
0: Well, I mean, Winners, Winners is the place to go. Yeah. That's where like the diamond in the rough clothing is found. Oh yeah. Talking about vacations, what's the coolest place, the most memorable trip you've had? And it doesn't have to be far away. It can even be close.
1: Ooh this okay my vacation um mm, 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 mm. i'm going go to go san francisco so my family and i we went to san francisco actually no that's a lot i take that back that was okay that was the best family vacation i okay. went to san francisco the best vacation i've ever been on was with my sister friend alex yeah. and our friend Daylene and we got to go i'm a huge baseball fan not so much my everyone kind of makes fun of me cuz i cheer for every team but so they call me a baseball enthusiast. So okay, <laughs> I'll take it, whatever. But uh, we got to go to two postseason uh, Yankees games at Yankee Stadium, and oh, I get so pumped just talking about it. But that was electric because that wasn't our initial goal for going to there, but we uh, we ended up just at the games because they happened to be at the same time, and I was like, oh, perfect. And the funny part was that they've been, they've those two have already been to New York, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, let's go to both games that are in New York. And I are and being a sports fan, I'm like, those are gonna be so expensive. Yeah. And it was funny because I ended up I got the first tickets and I was like, okay, are you guys cool with paying? It was like I don't even remember, it was like hundred plus American. They're like, yeah. What? Normally the tickets are twenty dollars. I'm like, No, you don't understand, it's postseason baseball. This isn't the same. Yeah, and then we ended up going to two games. So I don't know how we managed that, but we ended up going to two postseason games and I also they want to go to Coney Island later in the trip. Which, for anyone that doesn't know, it's an amusement park. And I was like, okay, well, being a sports fan, I don't really want to go to Coney Island, so you guys can go to Coney Island, and I'm going to go to a Rangers game by myself. And I made two great friends when I was there. Holy So, God. yeah.
0: So, what lessons did you take away from that trip?
1: Oh, that, even if you go on a trip, and you want to do something on your own, go for it. I think that if your friends want to go do something else, you go do your own thing. Because yeah. if I were to have left... Uh, New York and been like oh I really wish I would have went to Madison Square Garden that would eat me alive because that was the coolest building ever and yeah. the coolest part about it is that I actually have this really good friend his name's Jeff from uh, he lives in New Jersey actually but he works for NBC Sports yeah and he was like okay if you're going to the game come beforehand and I'm gonna take you on a tour of the NBC Sports. Uh, like the desks and where their master control area is, which is the job I used to do. Yep. So I get really nerdy when I talk about all that stuff, but he got, he let me take a picture on the desk and we're like, where the NBC sports Rangers guys sit. I'm like, wow, this is freaking cool.
0: That's so wild. But like to
1: anybody else that isn't in like TV or like doesn't care about sports or whatever, like, oh, a desk, whatever. I'm like, no, we don't understand. <laughs> but then it was even cooler. Cause like when I was at the game, he's like, Hey, make sure you're paying attention to the jumbotron during the first, uh, part of the game yeah and i was like okay like i was gonna watch anyways but now i'm definitely watching and i'm standing there and then all of a sudden this big screen comes up and it's like rangers welcome chelsea jensen i was like whoa what <laughs> is, is this actually happening
0: that was the coolest thing did you get it on video
1: yes i have videos and pictures and because sure. he also had his friend that was sitting up in the media area take oh, a yeah. picture in case i missed it yeah yeah that's awesome yeah it was really cool how but, did you
0: become friends with him
1: uh, I'm going to go social media. Nice. I think it might've been LinkedIn again. Yeah. But yeah. And it's crazy. This, this, uh, I, I don't remember when the, when they hand out the awards, but he actually just won an Emmy. Yeah. I know. Really crazy. Right.
0: Holy crap. Cause all of a
1: sudden I saw a picture of and He's holding this freaking Emmy. I'm like, yeah. wait, is this actually you? Like, I know this, I'm looking at you, but is that actually what's in your hand? Is this a fake? Is this yeah. Halloween? Is it April Fool's? What's happening?
0: Do you ever learn like new tricks to, to improve your your craft from from friends like that
1: absolutely i think that um especially it's a blessing and a curse that i love talking but it's helped me so much because of all the networking that i get to do it's like when even when i'm at rogers i'll be walking around and pretty much like hey 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 like security guards uh media people pretty much anything i'm just like chatting but I think that being able to watch or even just follow on social media and see what other companies or people are doing, and then you build from that.
0: Totally. So
1: everybody is just helping everybody.
0: When you go around Edmonton, have you ever been recognized because of your social media account? Yeah, actually,
1: <laughs> uh, it's actually it's actually happened quite like quite a few times, and I feel really bad because I'm a person that. I always want to remember your name. I want to remember where we met or remember something about you. But when somebody comes up to me that I genuinely have no idea who they are, but yeah. they're like, hey, you're Chelsea Jensen, right? And I honestly die because I'm like, how do I know you? How do I know you? How do
0: I know you? Yeah.
1: And I'm like, ah! And then they tell me, they're like, oh, I follow you on social media. And then right in person, I'll admit to the fact that I don't follow them. And I'll follow them right in front. I'm like, oh, what's your username? Because I don't, I want to just, because I can't follow everybody back. Because sometimes I believe that, if you don't want to see, like, if you don't, aren't interested in people, someone's content, I wouldn't follow them. Yeah. But if it's somebody that, you want to be their friend, like, if somebody comes out to me and they, they went out of their way to come say hi to me, like, that means so much because I never expected that ever. Yeah. Ever. Especially because my job is a behind-the-scenes radio
0: person. But. Your, yeah, but. Your brand is very, very outgoing. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, that, but that's where I I have a hard time. Uh, there's a, You ever heard of imposter syndrome? Yeah. That's, I definitely suffer from that sometimes because I'm like, is this actually happening? Like the other day, (laughs) if he listens to this, I'm going to be a little embarrassed, but uh, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you because this is probably a very cool story, but I was leaving the game. I was leaving uh, Rogers and to, to go check out, I had to go downstairs and sign out in the little scanning system that we have. And I'm walking downstairs and Kevin Quinn, looks at me i still i'm still excited just thinking about this he looks at me and he's like hey uh uh you're you're chelsea right uh chelsea jensen i honestly i was like make words make words make (laughs) words don't be weird like this and i'm like oh yeah and like obviously i know who he is i've been an oilers fan i see him on tv all the time i see him in the hallway but i don't want to ever be like hey kevin but he doesn't know who i am yeah but yeah he came up to me and was like hey like i follow you on social media this is actually where it comes from and he's like I follow you on social media and I just want to say like you're doing a great job at being positive and promoting just happy life and you're doing really good in your uh in your workplace and just your career and I'm really proud of you and I was like and and then I had to be all confident and I was like oh thank you so much like I see all the time like I really appreciate you saying that I literally turned around and started crying and I and then I walked down the hallway to go find my friend Monique, who works on the ice maintenance crew. And she thought that someone said something mean to me because I was literally came around the corner and I had tears oh. streaming down my face. And I hugged her and I was like, the coolest thing just happened. And she's like, and she's like, oh, OK, thank goodness. Like, first of all, I thought you're crying. and I was going to have to go beat somebody. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, Kevin Quinn just told me like that. Not only because it's cool because he's on TV. I didn't think he would know who I am. Yeah. And I would never expect him to know who I am. Yeah. And so the fact that he was reaching out to me to say that he sees what I'm doing and is really proud of me and, and just like is taking note. I'm like, and falls on my knee on Instagram. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was crying. Cause I was like, that is literally the coolest thing. And I'm trying to fangirl, thing. but it's really cool. And then like last night he's like, Hey, I saw your dad got married. And like, we shook hands and said, Merry Christmas. I'm like. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was bawling like a little baby.
0: But it just goes to show if like, if you stay focused, you stay in your lane, you have that good attitude, attitude, then things just kind of happen. Yeah. They just fall into place. It's true. Like I was watching the Oilers game last night and I elbowed my buddy and I was like, she's going to be on my podcast Ah! tomorrow. And then he was like, how what how do you know this <laughs> girl yeah and it's just like so many different people because i've had rob clark on the podcast yeah you listen There's to that one such a diverse assortment of people yeah and it's just keep a good attitude if you want something on the podcast you ask them to be on the podcast and it usually works out
1: yeah when you message me i'm like wait are you being serious right now totally i yeah, know i didn't see but that's where i'm like what like really that's really cool thank you i probably thanked you like 400 times i yeah. thanked you again last night like, yeah
0: but like it's it's a great attitude to have it's fun having somebody on the podcast that is actually excited about it. Yeah. Or people are like, whatever, man. Like, no way. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. That is never me.
0: No, nobody's actually ever said whatever, man. Most people, 99.9% of people are pumped. To be and the if podcast. they
1: do say whatever, they're internally excited, but don't want to admit it.
0: Probably. Fun fact is an upcoming guest, it probably will be the next episode, Ryan Jones. No way. Yeah.
1: No way. That's really cool.
0: Really cool. So I was chatting with him and I was like, do you think he'll be able to make it happen? he was like, well, uh, I'm in Germany. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then he was like, uh, how would we do that? And I was like, Skype? And yeah. he was like, I'll have to check and make sure that my wife's phone has Skype. Like Aww. that just goes to show like the kind of humble, true to life person he is. Like he's Totally. Just like everybody else. what What kind of stands out for me with him is just, how community oriented he was and how much he would just build up everybody that he was around. So really looking forward to that episode.
1: That sounds amazing. One, just to kind of tap back into this one more time, but yeah. one more person that really, not this has nothing to do with my family now, but that really helped me, besides Brian, helped me become who I am yeah. in this industry is Gene Principe. And I would definitely, if you need another enlightening or positive person, to talk to i would definitely talk to gene yeah and i got to be his uh, studio assistant yeah that yeah, changed my life
0: well, obviously seeing gene Principe in a hot dog suit like
1: every time you google his name that's like the second picture that comes <laughs> up
0: and i've <laughs> seen it so many times he just he owns that role of just like wearing whatever he wants having those like corny jokes and stuff oh yeah what's been your most memorable interaction with gene Principe?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) What hasn't been memorable? Uh, um, Okay, I'm going to have to go. Okay, when uh, Todd McClellan was the new coach, uh, I remember him texting me and being like, hey, uh, I need you to bring some craft paper. And obviously I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I don't even... What are we doing tonight? But he was doing the, the Todd father scene, and he even brought in a trumpet player. And Gene is... Inter, like, starting the game, but talking like the godfather, and I'm sitting there, like, I had helped him make all these little props that were behind him, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but it's just, like, it's so funny, because that's totally up my alley, I'm like, this is awesome. So, so the fact that he's breaking that mold, and doing whatever he wants to do, obviously within constraints, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, just watching him do his thing, it's crazy, or um, we had uh, Chris Colabello from the Blue Jays come on one time, which I was like,
0: because <laughs> I love baseball, I'm like, what? Yeah. No, no, I have,
1: like, professional Chelsea. Professional. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, seeing him and him, him and Gene talk, and I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. And I got to – Gene told me the script that he was going to uh, – that he needed to read, so then I wrote this script on a giant, uh, like, poster paper. And so, being – watching that and watching them interact and – it's also just cool seeing somebody that's so positive and be so high in their career. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, you don't have to be – not that you – you don't have to be rude. Nobody's rude. Out. You can yeah. Just be normal. Just be goofy. you. Yeah. yeah. It's I, awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, great guy.
0: Hopefully, he listens to this. Yeah. Hopefully, he listens. <laughs> to- well, I'm
1: kind of hoping Kevin Quinn doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's gonna see me and be like, Chelsea, come on.
0: That'd be awesome. So we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna go to the last question that I ask every guest. So, if you could give one piece of advice on how to authentically live your life to the fullest, what would that piece of advice be?
1: I think I've said it about 400 times. I'm going to have to go with positive. Being positive and just uh, taking every single thing that happens in your life and m- looking at it ha- glass half full. Always thinking the better side. Never getting down in the dumps because once you get down in the dumps, you're just digging your own grave. Yeah. So I think just keeping, keeping it high, keeping it positive, and keep smiling.
0: Such a good sentiment. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You
0: bet. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: I will. Thank you.